This room was larger than the rest, dimly lit and rectangular, and the center of it was sunken, forming a great stone pit some 20 feet deep. They were standing on the topmost tier of what seemed to be stone benches, running all around the room and descending in steep steps like an amphitheater, or the courtroom in which Harry had been tried by the Wizengamot. Instead of a chain chair, however, there was a raised stone dais in the center of the pit on which stood a stone archway that looked so ancient, cracked and crumbling, that Harry was amazed the thing was still standing. Unsupported by any surrounding wall, the archway was hung with a tattered black curtain or veil, which despite the complete stillness of the cold surrounding air, was fluttering very slightly as though it had just been touched. Who's there? said Harry, jumping down onto a bench below. There was no answering voice, but the veil continued to flutter and sway. Careful, whispered Hermione. Harry scrambled down the benches one by one until he reached the stone bottom of the sunken pit. His footsteps echoed loudly as he walked slowly toward the dais. The pointed archway looked much taller from where he now stood than it had when he'd been looking down on it from above. Still, the veil swayed gently, as though somebody had just passed through it. Serious? Harry spoke again, but more quietly now that he was nearer. He had the strangest feeling that there was somebody standing right behind the veil on the other side of the archway. Gripping his wand very tightly, he edged around the dais, but there was nobody there. All that could be seen was the other side of the tattered black veil. Let's go, called Hermione from halfway up the stone steps. This isn't right, Harry. Come on, let's go. She sounded scared, much more scared than she had in the room where the brains swam. Yet Harry thought the archway had a kind of beauty about it old though it was. The gently rippling veil intrigued him. He felt a very strong inclination to climb up on the dais and walk through it. Harry, let's go, okay? said Hermione more forcefully. Okay, he said, but did not move. He had just heard something. There were faint, whispering, murmuring voices coming from the other side of the veil. In the church, we often talk of thin places, places in the world where the planes of the mortal and the divine or the living and the dead come close to each other. Harry Potter's discovery of this veil between the worlds of the living and the dead show just how thin these places can be. Sometimes the veil ripples, and it can seem as though those who have died are just standing on the other side. We can hear their voices. We can sense their presence. This weekend, the church marks not a thin place, but a thin time in the world with a series of holy days, All Hallows' Eve, All Saints' Day, and All Souls' Day, which we have now crammed into one day on the church calendar, All Saints' Day. Instead of having to travel to a mountaintop or to the Department of Mysteries, Christians everywhere sense that time, too, can bring those who have died close to us. At this time of the year, we do not push away death, but embrace our own mortality. 
We remember those who have brought such light to our own lives, and we remember those who have left a mark on God's kingdom by being followers of Christ. We call them by name. We tell stories about them. We dedicate flowers. We ring bells. And we even tour the gifts they left to our parish in order to glorify God and add beauty to our worship. Today, we will baptize two children into the household of God. They will be marked as Christ's own forever. And forever truly does mean forever. Distance cannot separate us from God. Time cannot separate us from God. Death cannot separate us from God. As Paul said to the Romans, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. Once we become part of the church, we remain part of the church, whether on earth or in heaven. All Saints Day is the time in the church year when the church militant, those of us on earth, and the church triumphant, those who are now with God, remember that they are joined together to form the whole of the church. I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. Not only have I enjoyed all of his movies from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure through the John Wick series, But I also think he's a beautiful soul who tries his best to be generous and kind to all of those he meets. Keanu Reeves' personal life has been incredibly tragic, including the stillbirth of his only child and the death of his girlfriend in a car accident shortly after. Since then, he's kept a very private personal life and appears to remain fairly solitary. In May, Keanu, who has been open about his agnosticism, appeared with Stephen Colbert, a talk show host who professes a strong Roman Catholic faith. Stephen Colbert asked Keanu what he thought happens after someone dies. And Keanu answered, I know that the ones who love us will miss us. And Keanu's right. Those of us left on this earth do miss terribly those we love who have died. Many of us find that even years down the line, we have a darkness that follows us around, a missing piece of our heart that nothing else can quite fill. But to be a Christian is to hope. To hope that the veil between the worlds is thin. To hope that our loved ones have been permanently healed and suffer no more. And to hope that we one day will be reunited with all of those who have died. To be a Christian is to know that pain and loss is temporary. To be a Christian is to know that this world is not all that there is. When I was five years old, my brother Kyle died. It is one of my first memories, and it has deeply colored how I view this world and the next. No one really knows how to explain death to a five-year-old, so I heard many things from the adults in my life. I was told Kyle was my guardian angel that he was watching out for me, that God was caring for Kyle, and that Kyle would always be with me. Looking back at the things I was told now that I have studied the Bible and gone to seminary, some things were not as theologically sound as others. But for the most part, I feel that the sentiment still stands. Kyle is with God, and while I missed out on growing up with him, he's still close by and merely waiting for the day when we will be reunited. Though he is on the other side of that veil, Our parting is merely temporary. 
In the day-to-day, we can miss out on the holy, the divine, and the spiritual world. We can become so sure that the physical, the tangible, that this world is all there is. But we do not have to wait until All Saints Day or travel to thin places to feel close to our loved ones or saints of our church or the divine. At the Eucharist every Sunday, the world of the divine and the dead comes close to that of the mortal and the living. That veil separating us flutters, and we know that they are close. Every Sunday, we invite all of us to join our voices with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, all of those who have gone before us. While this may have been even more pronounced when we actually entombed people in the church or in the church graveyard, it is still a reminder today that the living are not the only ones worshiping God. As we sing in the hymn Amazing Grace, When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first began. Our praise of God does not stop at death. And once we go beyond the veil, I for one hope the living church, the church militant, joins us in our worship. As Christians, we should not fear death, because we know there is something even greater beyond this world. That barrier is thin. And every All Saints Day, we feel the presence of those who have gone before us, those who are whispering on the other side of that veil. Today, as we remember those who have died, those who have left the legacy of this earthly church to us, those who we love, those who we miss, and those who we hope to join one day, also remember the words of the great Hogwarts headmaster Dumbledore. To the well-organized mind, death is but the next great adventure.